Welcome to the Daily Business and Finance Show. Federal Reserve raises interest rates to highest level in 22 years, possible hike at September meeting, says Powell. UBS highlights three mistakes by the Federal Max Linear to terminate acquisition of Silicon Motion. Meta Platforms soars on ad recovery and strong guidance. NASDAQ and SP decline, while Dow matches longest win streak record. MasterCard seeks to end marijuana purchases on debit cards. Justice Department launches monopoly investigation into managed care industry. Salesforce executives sell stock. Stay tuned after the short ad break to learn more about these top headlines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Federal Open Market Committee, also known as the FOMC, has recently increased its policy rate by 25 basis points. This move brings the federal funds rate target range to a level between 5.25% and 5.5%. It is worth noting that this is the highest level observed in the past 22 years. The primary objective behind this decision is to effectively manage and control inflation. According to the statement released by the FOMC, there is a possibility of further rate hikes in the future. As a result, market participants should be prepared for an environment where interest rates remain higher for an extended period of time. In addition to raising interest rates, the Federal Reserve will continue its efforts to reduce its balance sheet size. This strategy aims at slowing down economic growth and curbing inflationary pressures. Despite experiencing moderate economic expansion and low unemployment rates, inflation remains elevated. While there is a greater chance of achieving a soft landing for the economy, it cannot be ruled out that more rate hikes might occur in order to address these concerns. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell recently discussed the ongoing efforts to reduce inflation to 2%. He mentioned that if the data supports it, the central bank may raise rates again in September. However, they could also choose to maintain the current rate. The Federal Open Market Committee will take a meeting-by-meeting approach when deciding on monetary policy and has not established a consistent path for rate increases. Since the last meeting, economic data has generally aligned with committee expectations. There is a 50% chance of another rate hike in November, but if there is a pause in September, it might be the final hike. Powell believes that Russia's withdrawal from the Black Sea Grain Initiative will not significantly impact monetary policy. Looking ahead, next year there is a possibility that the Fed may cut rates while simultaneously reducing its balance sheet. The banking sector has stabilized overall, although credit conditions have been tightening according to surveys. If inflation decreases sustainably, there will be no need for restrictive policies and thus no further rate hikes beyond reaching 2% inflation. The Federal Reserve staff outlook predicts a slowdown in growth later this year but does not anticipate a recession. Powell stated that cutting rates would depend on various factors and it is unlikely that rates will be cut this year. Despite headline inflation decreasing significantly, core inflation remains elevated. 
Therefore, further rate hikes may be necessary to address this issue if needed. UBS Chief Economist Paul Donovan criticizes the Federal Reserve's handling of the tightening cycle, highlighting three key mistakes. Firstly, their poor communication regarding inflation shifts damaged their reputation. Secondly, policy errors in June 2022 undermined trust in forward guidance based on unreliable data. Lastly, the Fed failed to address profit-led inflation promptly. Donovan warns that lower-income households will bear the brunt of these policy failures and emphasizes the broader economic costs of volatility and uncertainty. Max Linear has ended its planned $3.8 billion acquisition of Silicon Motion due to unmet conditions and breaches of agreements by Silicon Motion. Following the termination announcement, shares of Silicon Motion initially surged by 83%, but later settled at a 25% gain. Conversely, Max Linear's shares dropped by 13%, recovering from an earlier decline of up to 30%. The termination occurred after China granted approval for the transaction, leading to a surge in Silicon Motion's shares. Max Linear is scheduled to release its Q2 results, while Silicon Motion will report their Q2 results on Thursday. Meta Platforms, the parent company of Facebook, has reported strong second-quarter earnings that exceeded expectations. Revenues experienced an 11% growth, reaching $32 billion, while operating income saw a 12% increase to $9.39 billion. CEO Mark Zuckerberg expressed optimism regarding the future of the company, highlighting upcoming product launches and advancements in artificial intelligence. Meta also provided a positive outlook for the third quarter, anticipating revenues between $32 billion and $34.5 billion. User engagement remained robust during this period with Facebook's daily active users reaching 2.6 billion and monthly active users totaling 3.3 billion. Ad impressions across Meta's various applications rose by an impressive 34%. In light of cost savings and project delays, the company adjusted its full-year capital expenditure forecast but still plans to invest in data centers and AI infrastructure in 2024. Wall Street closed with minimal changes today as investors digested the Federal Reserve's anticipated interest rate hike and remarks made by Chairman Jerome Powell. Powell underscored the central bank's dedication to maintaining a 2% inflation target and dismissed the possibility of rate cuts for this year. The Nasdaq Composite experienced a slight decline of 0.12%, while both the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average recorded marginal gains. The tech-heavy Nasdaq was weighed down by Microsoft and Texas Instruments, whereas Boeing provided an uplift to the Dow. Following Powell's comments, Treasury yields decreased, with the 10-year yield settling at 3.87% and the 2-year yield at 4.85%. MasterCard has issued cease-and-desist letters to payment processors and banks, instructing them to stop accepting debit purchases from legal cannabis dispensaries. This action specifically impacts PIN debit solutions commonly utilized by customers as an alternative to cash. It is important to note that credit card purchases of marijuana are illegal in the United States due to federal law. However, using a debit card has been perceived as a loophole in this regard. The availability of other digital purchasing options for marijuana businesses remains uncertain at this time. Visa has also implemented measures to restrict cannabis purchases. 
Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer is actively advocating for the passage of the Safe Banking Act, which would grant legal cannabis entities access to the United States banking system. The U.S. Justice Department has initiated a monopoly investigation into the managed care industry, citing Section 2 of the Sherman Act. Currently in its early stages, the companies under scrutiny have not been revealed. This development follows reports of the Federal Trade Commission's examination into group purchasing organizations and their impact on drug access and affordability through vertically integrated pharmacy benefit managers. Notable participants in this sector include CVS Health, United Health, and Aetna. Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff recently sold 15,000 shares of the company's stock, amounting to approximately $3.4 million. This transaction has increased his total shareholding to around 16.4 million shares. In addition, Salesforce's COO Brian Millam and Chief People Officer Brent Heider also sold shares valued at about $0.4 million and $0.62 million respectively. It is important to note that these trades were executed as part of insider trading plans. As a result of these activities, Salesforce stock experienced a slight decline of 0.6% during pre-market hours on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Business and Finance Show. Stay informed, stay inspired, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Montgomery Jones. And I'm Amalia Dupre. It's time for us to say goodbye until we see each other again tomorrow. This content is sourced from the Seeking Alpha website, so support our podcast by becoming a Seeking Alpha Premium subscriber. See the show notes page for links to sign up. This episode is produced by Classic Studios. Check out our other podcasts in our network at ClassicStudios.com.